Welcome to the Rise With Him podcast, where we discuss how we can receive inspiration through spiritual experiences. I'm Cameron. And I'm Ashley. And we are your podcast hosts. Let's get to it. Welcome back, everyone. We're excited to be back with you. Heck yeah, we are. Today we have Kurt Thornton, the one and only, as our guest. I think Cameron and Kurt also want to say that I'm dating him, and that's why we have Yes. <laughs> we kind of want Ashley to introduce Kurt. Maybe, do we start there, Kurt? Absolutely. Kay. Let's hear it. Ashley, how would you introduce Kurt, your boyfriend, to the world, <laughs> to, the <laughs> to world. everyone listening? It's a lot of pressure. Um... Kirk Kenneth Thornton. <laughs> Might as well throw my social security number out, too. <laughs> I don't know that one yet. <laughs> um, he is originally from Kaysville, Utah, which is, like, by Ogden, really far from here. And he served his mission in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And that's actually where we met everyone on our missions. Super fun. Celestial grounds. And let's see, he loves anything outdoors. He's obsessed with another podcast called Tooth and Claw. Everyone should go listen to it. It's actually really so cool. good. And he's also obsessed with rock climbing. There's so much. But my Let's brain go. just froze <laughs> when you guys put me Hey, I just, I want to point out, anyone listening might have heard the clapping outside the room we're in. And if you hear that throughout, it's because they're clapping for Kurt. I don't know about that, but... Kurt, what, what would you add to that intro? And then you can introduce Ashley if you really wanted to, but... Um, what would I add? <laughs> Ashley hit it on the dot. Um, I'm currently at BYU studying chemical engineering. Um, I'm a teacher at the MTC. I teach Spanish. Ooh, ooh. Can you say something in Spanish for us? No. Dios es bueno. Dios es bueno. Por supuesto. Good. That means, of course. Hey, let's go. Si está bien. Anything else? I. We okay. What's your favorite go general ahead. authority? Who's? I'm a big Elder Holland fan. Mm. I just, Who isn't? I just love listening to his stuff. Elder Holland is amazing. He knows how Demon. to. He knows how to preach. Agreed. Kurt, there is one question. We talked about this a little bit, not in recording. But we asked what, so for everyone listening, I asked Kurt what his favorite name for Christ was, or is. And he said Redeemer. And I said, you can't explain why right now, but now you can. Why oh, would you say uh, Redeemer is your favorite name for Christ? Redeemer. I remember when I was in the MTC, I had a, a class with like a substitute teacher, so I never, ever saw him again. Um, and he pulled out the whole, he pulled out this analogy with those like Wendy's Frosty tags he's like, this thing in itself isn't worth anything. Like, the tag itself isn't, has no inherent value. Um, but he talked about how you can take it to Wendy's and you redeem it for, like, a Frosty. And so that was, like, kind of when I started to understand what it means that Christ redeemed us. Because we, in ourselves, aren't, I mean, we have divine worth, absolutely. But it's because of Jesus Christ, and he redeems us to be better than we are and become something greater. Amen. That's solid. And that's the whole podcast for today, folks. <laughs> Thanks for joining. Um, <laughs> follow Kurt on Instagram or any... All the media. All the media. Platforms. You'll probably see him in the Olympics someday. No. <laughs> or performing, singing, oh, all those things. I should have mentioned that. 
He's like has a killer voice, guys. Yeah. So if you ever see him, him, ask him to sing to you. Just kidding. And if he does, <laughs> then you're lucky. <laughs> just kidding. But Kurt, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Especially just, I love the truths of how Christ is our Redeemer and how he, he loves us so much. And like Ashley said, like that's the focus of everything we, we want to talk about is Jesus Christ and how he is the focus of our lives. He's the focus of God's plan for us. And as everyone knows um, from listening to any of the other podcasts, diving into conference talks, we learn a lot about our Savior. We learn a lot about Jesus Christ and how we can better come unto him, we can better follow him, um, we can better become like him, and we can better feel his love for us and the blessings that come from his atonement. And so today we're going to dive into Elder Uchtdorf's talk with Kurt. And Kurt, we'd love for you to just kind of talk about what stood out to you from this talk by Elder Uchtdorf. Um, it's called The Prodigal and The Road That Leads Home. Um, what stood out to you from the talk? Yeah, this talk, I feel like it's a wonderful retelling of the prodigal son story. And Elder Uchtdorf, at the beginning, he, he mentions that it is probably one of the most like retold short stories in the world that since Jesus Christ taught this parable, I think he says that there probably hasn't, like the sun hasn't set without it being referenced or mentioned. Um, I think that's really cool. But I just think that Elder Uchtdorf's retelling of the story is really special and, and really hit home when I listened to it at General Conference. Amen. Well, I think the reason why when I was reading the talk the first time, um, and how he did say, like, mention that it's the greatest short story ever told. Um, later, he mentions that this isn't a story of just the, the two sons and their father. It's not just history, but it's a story of us today. And I think that's why it's so amazing and so applicable is because it's relatable to every, every person. Absolutely. I agree. I was thinking about it the other day while I was listening to this talk again about just what both of you mentioned, like the impact that this parable has had on probably millions of lives and, you know, a lot of people's lives um, just through hearing the parable from Christ, reading it in the scriptures um, and for, you know, whoever has to be able to in probably at different points in your life relate to different people in the story or in the parable um, and to be able to recognize that we do have a loving Heavenly Father who is aware of us, who loves us and who wants us to come home to him, who wants us to be blessed by him. But we find throughout life that there are moments where we are sidetracked, where we're detoured, and that reminder of Christ is important. I love that. Sorry, Kurt and Ashley just smiled at each other, so I couldn't tell if there was a question <laughs> coming from one of them or not. So, uh... Is that the cue? That's the cue for a question. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kurt, you mentioned in the notes that you sent us that you loved, like, one of the things that you loved was... Um, the empathy and the emotion from the talk. Do you want to expand a little bit on the emotions that you loved in the talk, but also the emotions that you were feeling as you were reading the talk? Yeah. Um, I think, like I mentioned earlier, Elder Uchtdorf's retelling is relatable and really pulls on the emotions. Um, and even, like, he throws in hashtags in there that, that were kind of funny. But I think especially related to our day, um, but my favorite section where he really, like, pulls you in with the emotional side of things um, was when he was talking about the prodigal's, like, fears of returning home. 
and he just asks some questions, um, two kind of rhetorical questions about the prodigal situation. Like, but returned to his father, confessed to his village that he had squandered his inheritance, um, and then answered with things like never, impossible, unbearable. And I think we've all been in that situation where we've made a mistake, we've messed up, and it's just like so hard to even get over confessing or finding a way to overcome those positions that we've put ourselves in. And so I think just reading and listening to Elder Uchtdorf give this talk um, just kind of put me in the position of the prodigal. And I think that was his intention. Um, he, he mentioned, Ashley, you said that that's a story about all of us. And so he just told it in such a way that he had empathy for the prodigal, but it's likely because he's been in that position, just like we all have. I love that, especially because one of the things that I love the most about the story is how it is between two sons and his father, and really the prodigal, the one son and his father. And I think that's a perfect parallel to us and our father in heaven and how um, just really anything that we go through in life. One of my favorite parts in his talk, it was at the very beginning, where he, he talks about how this, the prodigal son, he said he wants his freedom. He wants to leave behind the culture and teachings of his parents. And I just think about how many times, like, especially all of us are young adults, <clears throat> and how many times we just think, oh, we can't wait to grow up. We can't wait to get out of our parents' house. They don't really know what is the best for our lives. And that is also true with there is at least one point in all of our lives where, like Elder Uchtdorf mentioned, that we will fall off the path or that we will not be feeling the closest to our savior and so just knowing that this is just a great parallel between a father and our son and all of our parents here on the earth but also our heavenly father and being able to know that we can fall away but overall like at the end like our father in heaven is waiting for us to return and it's not just a sad gloomy return like we think it's going to be but it's going to be rejoice rejoiceful and it's going to be amazing and he, in the scriptures it tells us all the time that he's waiting with open arms and it's it's more than just falling away i think too because the prodigal intentionally left it wasn't like he just accidentally ended up in this position where he's eating out of the pigsty yeah. um, but he left and he put himself in that position and i don't think he knew what the consequences would be but because of a decision that he made intentionally was how he ended up there. Yeah, absolutely. I love how that brings in just like through um, all these thoughts, like the grace of Jesus Christ and how Christ's grace really is sufficient for each of us. My mind goes back to Brad Wilcox's talk or devotional talk. His grace is sufficient. Um, and thinking about how there's so much truth that, like you said, Kurt, where he, he made choices in his life that led from one thing to the next and other Uchtdorf does a good job of kind of painting the picture of how this, at first for the prodigal son, he probably was thinking, this is amazing. I should have done this a long time ago, or hashtag should have done this long ago, or however Elder Uchtdorf puts it. Um, where those, those decisions and those choices lead to what happens, ultimately, where he's in a tough position, and he starts to remember in that moment that he can go back home, that he would have a father who's there with means to take care of him, 
And his focus in going home, which I also think is interesting in the parable, is he's not like, I'm going to go home and just become a son again. It's like, I want to go, I'm going to be his servant, but I'm at least going to be in a better position than I am now. And I think there's so much we could take from that. I agree. I think it just shows the humility of the son, especially because Elder Uchtdorf mentions that it wouldn't be easy to return, especially like Kurt, you said, he intentionally left. He wanted his earnings and his inheritance and just walked out with, maybe a pep in his step ready to take on the world when really he didn't have a clue what was coming at him and I guess none of us really know whatever what's going to come at us but that when we intentionally leave or even falling away however we have that separation with our father or our heavenly father that returning is going to be hard and it takes a huge step of humility to be able to recognize that and to go back not just going back as his son, but as the prodigal did, going back as a servant. Now, Kurt, you mentioned also that humility was something that stuck out to you. Yeah. I, I just now I'm thinking of, like, Ether 12, 27, that um, we need to humble ourselves so that his grace can be sufficient. Um, and it, this, this talk made me think of another verse, too, um, in Alma 32, while Alma is preaching about faith. And he mentions humility and how the people that he's teaching to were humbled because of their situation, because of their um, their lack of wealth. They were cast out of the synagogues. And so they were humbled because of their situation. And the prodigal son was also humbled because of his, their situa- of his situation. Um, but Alma also teaches that he, he asks a question. He says, do you not suppose that they are more blessed who truly humble themselves because of the world, because of the word? And so it's that idea that we need to humble ourselves before we end up in this situation. And I think that's really how we break the cycle of being a prodigal is that we humble ourselves before we end up lost and afraid and lonely and without God's power and grace. Absolutely. I love that principle of humility and how that comes in. And Kurt, I kind of want to ask a follow-up question to that. And I mean, you'll probably have experiences come to your mind. You don't necessarily have to share um, experiences if they're really personal, but what experiences in your life have you had where that principle of humbling yourself has come into play? Maybe it's an experience you've had. Maybe it's an experience you've seen in the life of a friend on a mission or in any, any case like that, where humility has led you or others to Christ. That's a good question. I'm going to put you on the spot since no. you mentioned earlier you love being put on the spot. So. <laughs> For everyone listening, I did not say that. <laughs> he might have said the opposite of that, but that's okay. <laughs> um, I can think of a few examples, but I think it's just the general principle that applies. Um, I don't know if I have a specific experience I'd share. But I know in my own life, as I've chosen to humble myself, I'm a lot happier about the outcome. And it's not as hard, per se. Yeah. It's not this impossible, unbearable situation. Um, obviously, it's still a difficult thing to do. But it's easier when I choose to do it because of the word, because of what I'm learning about Jesus Christ, rather than because I'm forced to. Amen. Thank you for sharing that, Kurt. I, I love what you shared. I find so much strength in that principle, like you mentioned, of how humility, it just, it gives you strength. Like, it gives you an ability to turn to Christ. Um, And I'm right there with you. Like, I think about experiences, um, 
that I've witnessed or seen others witness where humility comes into play. And in thinking about this talk, thinking about what Elder Uchtdorf is almost repeatedly inviting us to do throughout the talk is to return home, to return to God, to recognize where we are and then recognize that we have a savior who we can turn to, who we can humble ourselves and come to. So I love that you highlighted those principles um, in there. And I'm excited to go back and listen to those principles you highlighted again and write them down of humility because when we are humbling ourselves and accepting Christ in our lives or accepting help from Christ and help from Heavenly Father and in times help from others into our lives, it, it really is helping us to follow the invitation to return home, to return back to God, to be blessed by Him and to get back on the path that leads to eternal happiness. So thank you again, Kurt. I love that makes me think of the moment when um, Elder Uchtdorf says towards the end, right after he talks about how returning isn't going to be easy and how it really is going to be the toughest decision you're ever going to make. He says, but I bear witness that the moment you decide to return and walk in the way of our Savior and Redeemer, his power will enter your life and transform it. And I just think that's so powerful to think because a lot of the times when we are returning, aiming like, aiming times and I know I've made mistakes in my life and I've gone to my parents and my dad or um, mom and just say like, hey, I messed up and actually you guys were right in the first place. Like, it, it's hard, but the amount of knowledge that they have and the amount of knowledge that our Father in Heaven has for each of our lives and the path that He has set for us is so strong to the point that it will transform us. And when we go to our Heavenly Father, when we return to Him in that presence of where we are humble, like the amount of joy and like peace we're going to feel when we go back into our Father's arms, it's going to wash out any of the fears that we had when we were initially returning. Any fears of doubt, any fears of, you know, Elder Uchtdorf mentions how the prodigal would, um, had all that emotional baggage and how he just felt um, hunger and loneliness and remorse. Like all of that is wiped away through Jesus Christ as he redeems us, like Kurt was saying, but as we return to our Heavenly Father. Absolutely. I completely agree. That reminds me of an experience, Kurt, I definitely want to hear more of your thoughts from this. Um, from this talk, remind me of an experience. It's completely, well, it's, it's maybe related. We'll find out. But thinking about the prodigal and just like that idea of returning home, returning to back to our parents. And like Ashley, you mentioned like you returning back to your parents and us returning back to our heavenly father and the, the embrace that's there, the joy that's there. I started to think while you're sharing that about, um, kind of, again, what Elder Uchtdorf highlights here in the talk, but maybe the thoughts or the feelings that the prodigal son would be having of kind of this, I want, like, I need to return, like, this is, this will help me, but I don't know what the interaction is going to be. I don't know what the embrace is going to be. So my plan is just to go back and be, be his servant. And I just had this thought when I was little, now the whole world's going to know the story, but I once broke a window. Um, <laughs> it was, <laughs> yeah. Bong, what a bummer. I know. Um, but anyways, I was in my backyard, playing with my dog and I threw my dog's toy into the window and it broke the window and I immediately like I felt bad and I felt terrified like all at the same time and I was like this is not going to end well um so I walked inside and walked up to my mom and I was like mom I um I broke the window like I was scared for what her like the reaction was going to be from my parents and she literally just looked at me and laughed and just said like it's going to be okay like, it's all good. Like, we'll, we'll be able to, you know, work through it and everything. 
Um, she probably could tell that I had learned my lesson because of how bad I felt. But um, it just got me to thinking about that, where the embrace, where I went in, in this case, to my mom, and I immediately just felt her love. I felt her embrace. I felt the lessons learned as well through it. Um, and I was able to feel that for my parents just through that experience. And so taking that and, and expanding that and putting it into this parable and these principles, that I, idea of when we come back to our Heavenly Father, it is arms of embrace. We learn lessons through what we go through, but we grow through what we go through, which that's a quote from Ashley, so I'm not taking credit for it. But we grow through what we go through, and we learn the lessons, and we experience the embrace of a loving Heavenly Father, and then we're able to grow from that. I love that. That just made me think, Kurt, do you have any experiences that come to your mind of the joy that you have felt when you have been when you feel like you've been the strongest, with like the closest to Heavenly Father, compared to the times when maybe you felt like you could be improving, how has that felt for you in your life? Mm. I mean, like Cameron was saying, obviously it feels a lot better when you are close to Heavenly Father and you know that you're doing the right things. Um, and just to compare with the prodigal son, like his return, it was with an embrace and with open arms, but it was like a reward too. Um, that like the the cloak, the fatted calf, the ring, all those things were the reward. And I think that's kind of been my experience with returning to Heavenly Father from those places where I don't feel like I've made the right decision. I'm worried about what a, the reaction might be. I'm worried if God does love me, but coming back and feeling not only the love and embrace that he has for me, but also feeling and experiencing all the other blessings that he has for me, um, that they're innumerable and they come as we choose to humble ourselves and come to him. Amen. I, again, I love that you mentioned the blessings that come, because that's true for anyone listening to this, recognizing those blessings. and. Those blessings will be there as we turn to God. And so definitely look for those things. Look for those blessings and give gratitude to Heavenly Father for the blessings that you see, the, the way that he is embracing us today in each of our lives. So thank you, Kurt. Love that thought. Awesome. And before we end, um, Kurt, you, your, one of your last notes was how your reactions, your initial reactions to the talk were just like unique to you and to... Um, your family, and you mentioned a little bit about your sister. Do you want to expand on any of that before we before we wrap up? Yeah, I can. Um, I do remember listening to this talk for the first time like at General Conference. Um, I guess I was at home. But just like listening to it and thinking of my sister who, who has left the church, who isn't experiencing um, all the things we've talked about. Um, and she's still doing, she's doing amazing. She's, she's awesome. I love my sister. But I just remember being humbled myself while listening to the talk because Elder Uchtdorf didn't talk about how like we need to reach out and love these prodigals, but that we are the prodigals. And so I just remember like almost being forcefully humbled as I listened to this talk and realizing that, that it is me that needs to return to God. And as we do that, we can have more empathy and help others do the same. But first we need to do it ourselves before we can turn outward and serve others and help them come back. 
Uh, that perspective kind of makes me think of the older brother in this situation, where like we all focus. I think with this story, a lot of us focus on the prodigal son because that's what the whole story is about. But then, not only did the older brother kind of feel forgotten when his brother returned, but I kind of feel like there's a continual feeling that he's like, "Hey, I'm still a part of the story," and the things that we can learn from the older brother and his perspective of loving like recognizing that we have a lot more to progress on too. Like he was still on the course. He was doing everything that his father was asking. He didn't leave. He was staying at home. He didn't waste his inheritance. Like he felt like he deserved it all. And then when he saw his brother go into leave and then come back and be celebrated, he felt like he was almost forgotten about or that he wasn't um, being celebrated as much. And I, that just, Kurt, what your experience just reminded me, like, we ourselves, even when we feel like we're doing it all and, like, we're number one on the podium, we're ready to go take whatever God's going to throw at us, like, we all have that room and that room to grow. And through with Jesus Christ, like, we have eternity to progress. And so why not recognize that and take that step of humility so that we can take those steps towards Jesus Christ. Amen. I have one more question for you, Kurt, with this. And again, I just love these thoughts that have been shared. And Elder Uchtdorf is such a powerful teacher in explaining these principles to us. And um, as Ashley was sharing that, my mind again went back to that invitation to return, to return home, to return to Heavenly Father. And so thinking about that invitation from Elder Uchtdorf and also really just from Heavenly Father, right, through this parable, through Jesus Christ, through this parable, we learn that we need to return home. What are some of the things, of course, we're not going to be able to talk about all the ways we can return to, to Christ or to God, but what are some of the things in your life, Kurt, that you felt, you mentioned humility, but what are some of those action items in your life that you felt have helped you return to God? I think the number one that I would say um, is daily repentance. That, that invitation from President Nelson just grounds me every single day that no matter what I've done that day, it returns me to God, or at least puts me back on the right path so that I can come home, that I can return to him and I can experience the joy and love that he has for me. Awesome. Thank you so much. I love how you always mentioned you're really good at tying blessings into the lessons. I was going to say my other question on top of that was going to be like, what is one of the biggest blessings you've seen from daily repentance? But then you mentioned that joy. And how do you think having that joy in your life has transformed you? It, I think it's lasting that because I've experienced that joy, I want it more and I want to continually experience it. And even in, in the future, if I make a mistake, I know that it's there to come back to. Absolutely. I love that you mentioned that, to come back to. And that, again, goes right into return, daily returning home to Heavenly Father, daily returning to Jesus Christ through that repentance, the blessings, the joy that you receive. So for those listening, remember the joy of daily repentance, as Kurt just taught us and talked about, and as President Nelson teaches us about, um, and the joy that really does come from that. And also find the ways in your life that Heavenly Father is teaching you to daily return to Him, whether that's, or always daily repent. That is a commandment, right? Um, Always repenting daily, um, but also through whatever it might be in your life. Maybe you realize, I need to read the scriptures a little bit more to return home to my Heavenly Father. I need to pray a little bit more earnestly to return home to my Heavenly Father. Again, whatever it is for each of you listening to this, take that and follow the Spirit with it. 
so that you can find the joy of the daily repentance that Kurt just talked about. You can find the joy of returning home to your Heavenly Father every single day and then ultimately returning home to your Heavenly Father. Exactly. And lastly, before we close, Kurt, we just want to ask you and leave everyone with this question and your response. And how has studying the prodigal that and the road that leads home, Elder Dwarf's talk, talk, help you to see Christ more in your life? I think it's helped me turn to him, like we've talked about the humility. Um, and that especially came for me as I, I studied this and learned for myself just how much I need to return home. That it's it's not just an outward thing, that I don't just look at other people and say, oh, they need to go back to God, they need to go back to Jesus Christ. Um, but that it's a me thing, that I need to go back to Jesus Christ. And that that humility that has come as I've studied this talk I've, I've read it, listened to it. That's kind of how I've come closer to Jesus Christ. Amen. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kurt. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Honestly, literally, for everyone listening, Kurt and Ashley are the best. <laughs> and, of course, Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ Cameron's are the best, the best too. too. So <laughs> you know what? Y'all are the best. <laughs> but also, the last thing before we finish, I love one thing that he just mentioned so much was, like, the celebration. Like, the biggest blessing that we're going to have when we return to our Heavenly Father is it's going to be a celebration. And Absolutely. I feel like as we go throughout our day, as we humble ourselves, as we continue to return to Christ, just remember, it's going to be a celebration. And so go celebrate. Let's do it. <laughs> go Let's celebrate with Christ. Celebrate with Christ. Yeah. There we go. There's the one-liner. Thanks for joining us on the Rise With Him podcast. We want to invite you to follow through with the invitations from conference and from the Spirit. We testify that Christ lives. He is our Savior and Redeemer. He has again called prophets and apostles to lead and guide today. In closing, Elder Bednar states, As you appropriately seek for and apply unto the Spirit of Revelation, I promise you will walk in the light of the Lord. Sometimes the Spirit of Revelation will operate immediately and intensely, other times subtly and gradually, and often so delicately you may not even consciously recognize it. But regardless of the pattern whereby this blessing is received, the light it provides will illuminate and enlarge your soul, enlighten your understanding, and direct and protect you and your family.